I was thinking you could introduce this one. I have a feature I want to add. Oh, to the show. Okay. Um. Sure. Okay. Uh, let me let me get a running start on it. Hello and welcome to Game Jelly. Hey, some welcome into. You can keep going. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I. Uh, no, it's Norris. Go ahead. It was like a deer in headlights. Okay. Hello and welcome to Game hey, Jelly. It's the podcast where we design a game in game sealed. Sorry. I think this might be kind of distracting. I just want our Swedish listeners to feel included. Oh, oh, that's... I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, no, I could tell. I, I can stop for now. I'll still let you introduce it. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Game Jelly. It's the podcast where we design a game in real time. My name is Keating Shimeri. I'm an artist and a designer, and I think that this meeting could have been an email. I'm Tieran Costello. I'm a musician and designer. And usually we go in the opposite order, so I say a normal thing. Anyway, I, I'm currently I'm currently in Sweden. That's where I picked up that lovely Swedish you just heard. Today I'm bringing a proposal for a game that comes from my immense love. I think I've talked about it on the show before. My immense love of life simulator, life simulation games, uh, which is basically to say Persona, but like the part of Persona where you're running around and just eating giant hamburgers and that sort of thing the cool part of persona without all that fighting stuff that is that so encapsulates my experience of persona and i'm sure that's i'm sure that encapsulates a lot of people's experience of persona but oh my god put me in the coffee shop and let me make that coffee with this sort of game you essentially have choices as the player of how to spend your time but that is your most important resource is time and actions take up time in the day much in the same way as life, hmm. which I assume is why it's called that. In Persona 5, for instance, you have two slots every day to do things, and they it's very well balanced how the action that you choose will affect what benefit you get. And some things, if it's a better reward, you're also paying in another resource, like money or something like that. I really love about these games that they're this exercise in balance. Um, the idea that I'm proposing is... Basically taking this genre and adding this one component to it, which is a, it's a single button, which you always have a prompt for at the bottom of your screen, which would just totally disrupt the flow of whatever you're going about. So it's just a single button that gives you the ability to do something really big and life-changing. And where the point of these games is this rhythm that you get into of your life day in, day out, this thing that's always on the character's mind as something that could be different is always an option to press, but you can only do it once in the game. And so the idea would be that it would be sort of Stanley Parable style. You would basically play this game repeatedly and see what happens with this thing at different points in your life. That's one idea. We will we'll, we'll discuss how to actually go about it. But the the sorts of things I was imagining, just to give you a sense, are... So imagine you're just playing a life sim like Persona 5 or something like that. Or Persona 4, all the Persona 4 fans out there. Let's say you're playing one of these Persona games, but you always have... I had three ideas. You always have something at the bottom that says, you know, press X to make things work with blank, with this character, who's not a named character within the game. The other one I had was get lost. Just press X to get lost. And the other one I had was call home. I'm open to suggestions, that's basically everything I had for this concept. Okay. And and that prompt, whatever it is, doesn't change throughout the game. It's always the same prompt. 
the entire time. That's how I was imagining it, yes. For my vision of what this would be, I think that's it because the way I see this is it's a game about the constant what if of big decisions. Right. So I could always, I could always at any time choose to make things work with this person who things didn't work with. But as it stands, I'm just going about doing what I do every day, which is eating this one giant burger and it makes my guts bigger. And when your guts get bigger, you move faster. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually not a mechanic. Anyway, (laughs) are you eating the beef bowl in Persona 4? Little Persona 4 reference for all you Persona 4 heads out there. Okay, this is a really sick idea. Do you have thoughts about what the setting is? I like city settings a lot for this sort of thing. I really haven't, I really wanted to play, um, what's that game? Spiritfarer before we did this episode. And I did not, I didn't get around to it. I downloaded it. It is on my computer. I didn't get around to playing it. Yeah, I think that that game specifically does a really great job of balancing these characters mundane lives with big decisions and and that sort of thing it's really focused on the small scale you're really just taking care of these people around you and they you know are just sort of going about their lives and you know keeping up with with daily life but then it's always really clear that they're thinking about bigger things and i really like that this game puts that on the player you know it's often left up to almost visual novel elements in these games where you're going about your life and then at predetermined points something big will happen and you know that this character has more going on in their life but it's really cool to put that on the player absolutely it's funny because a few episodes ago we did an episode that was about understanding the people around you as being individuals And I feel like with the social elements of life sims, that's a really big focus is just understanding this one other person really intimately. I I should say that one of the core things in life simulator games is you can spend time with people. And that's usually a really, really beneficial. That's something you're very encouraged to do as a player is to spend time with other characters in the game. So I don't know how that would factor in. I think that that would factor into this game by being the thing that keeps you from wanting everything to change, especially that keeps the player. Like in in Persona 4, there's this child who you're living with who's sort of your foster sister in some way. And I can imagine that in this game where you always have the chance to uproot this mundane, repetitive life, it would be that sort of connection that would keep you from wanting to do that. I just started picturing a version of this game where these sorts of decisions are like are always on your mind but repetitive life sort of lets you drown them out to some extent and so my thought was if you're working at a coffee shop it could be kind of cool to have a moment early on in the game to sort of teach the player about this mechanic where it's only once there's sort of a lull in business at the coffee shop where you're just sitting there that the button fades in yes Oh my god, that actually solves the reason, that solves the problem that kept me from wanting to bring this idea to the table, which is you start a game, you're, you know, doing your dishes, a button fades in, and the player, desperate for anything to happen, instantly presses the button. I saw no way around that issue. I think that does two things at once really perfectly both simulate the thing you're talking about of it's these lulls in our daily lives that let us do this and it could even be a mechanical thing where it 
becomes clearer and less clear depending on how much you have going on. But at the same time, it, it just resolves this issue I was having. The things I really couldn't decide about this concept were one setting and what is this person's life and is it something worth you know leaving behind is it because the point of something like persona is that it's very pleasant and you want to be in it so is it something like that or is it something more mundane like the stardew valley if you've played that kidding have you played that i have not the very the very beginning of the game is basically this um which i think i don't think i would have come up with this if not for stardew valley is basically you are doing the same thing every day and you make this big decision to leave uh and so this is sort of stardew valley the prequel um is the way i'm thinking of this game no yeah you press the button and then it just boots up stardew valley (laughs) that's so good it goes home on your like switch menu and just slowly scrolls over to or goes down to the nintendo eShop, and you can't do anything (laughs) And, and so the thing with stardew valley is that it's is clearly unpleasant and clearly something you would want to leave. And and I think this might be more effective if it's not, because that's more, in my experience, that's a little bit more the way real life is, is you have so much that's good about your day-to-day and there are still these decisions you could make that would change things, which is why decisions matter and also why life sims are a good genre, because it, like I was saying, is this balancing act of with, the time that you have what do you choose to do so the things i couldn't decide were setting because of that whole conversation and i really want to nail down what happens when you press this button because i think the most interesting thing about this idea is just the presence of the button and then it's there's there's something it's like I, i don't know i could come up with i could come up with an example but you know things where you know actually seeing the shark in jaws is a lot less exciting than the shark existing, uh, you know, underwater all the time. Right. I, I kind of worry about that with this. And so I, it would be cool if uh, the things I wanted to bring this to you for were ideas about where we go with that concept. And then also what of these things, or is it something different? Would it be of call home, get lost or make things work with this person? Right. Okay. So I think, in terms of the replayability thing, I think that's a really cool idea that it actually matters when you press this button. I think it would be good if part of time passing in the game is that there are some, basically there are different states of the world. So, you know, your friend might move away or or different things like that. People around you are also making these big decisions. And depending on when you make your decision compared to the people around you, that is is what is different between the different states, you know? That is so good in terms of replayability because part of my original idea here is that it's something that you, like Stanley Parable, would would play again and try pressing this button at different times. If the decision you're making is something where it matters where someone else is in the world, that would make all the difference to replayability. It could even be cool in terms of... There's two versions of this that I think could be neat. Um, The first is... It's sort of implied that the character starts thinking about this thing again after a friend of yours makes a similar big decision. We could even use, you know, they choose to call home and then your button is make things work with this person. Or it could be, you know, earlier in the game, the button appears and then sort of the second time 
that it seems convincing is when a friend of yours makes a similar really big decision. I really love the thought of encouraging the player. Maybe at first it isn't tempting. And at first this world is so pleasant and you could really drive home to the player that whatever this decision is, let's say it's, let's say it's call home and maybe we don't even be mysterious about what that means. Maybe we make it really clear that if you call home, you're leaving this city. It could be go home. I like call home more as an action because it's so immediate, which is the point of this. But you could really imply that calling home means you're uprooting things here. I like the idea of at first it's really not tempting. And then there are things that get harder in this life. And maybe you're forming a relationship with someone, but we make this relationship have its honeymoon phase at the beginning and then get really difficult and even unpleasant for the player. And that's when this option pops up and is more tempting. And it could even be that it instead of being this one just UI element at the bottom, it integrates with something in the background and you kind of keep an eye out for when it is a possibility to do this thing. That's a really cool idea. Okay. So one of the games I've been thinking about with this idea is um, a game called Coffee Talk, which is this really sick barista visual novel game that just has really, really beautiful UI for the espresso making. Um, and so then different people are coming into your coffee shop and you're, you're talking to them about this stuff and my thought is it would be cool if in this game sort of each different activity has its own ui and when the option arises you know when there's a lull in daily life it integrates into the ui somehow i mean it, it, we could even do things like you pick up a, a cup or something like that and underneath is the option to call home First of all, while you were talking, I just added Coffee Talk to my Steam wish list. That's my jam. Sick, yeah. Second of all, I think something that we add to this, because I really love this idea of you're going through your daily routine, and and it is a lot of press this button and turn the thing. And so, so let's say you're maybe not working at a coffee shop, because it sounds like that is the this game you're talking about. Professional gamer? <laughs> I, was just, I just looked over and I saw my PlayStation 4 controller, and I thought, oh, that looks like a UI element. Like... Turn the left joystick to move the right joystick 90 degrees to the left. Press triangle to press X. Um, <laughs> That's a really good idea for another episode. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think it's a really bad. Anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to think what what's relatable to the teens because we're really trying to market this game for millions of profit. We love millions of profit. Um, I mean, the I, I think a lot of life simulators have a lot of subtle fantasy to them like this fantasy of of working at a coffee shop and talking to these people there's there's all of this sort of subtle fantasy and and i think that that can be applied to a lot of things like it's easy to imagine a gardening version of this game or even like a, a woodworking version or something like that oh i like woodworking professional percy jackson something i've been thinking about a lot is that i think late night shows should bring on um like industrial designers for <laughs> guests um so you know th that might work with the woodworking thing is that just occasionally jimmy fallon asks you to 
asks you to come on his show and talk about the great bookcase you've been working on. So you work wood. That's my Jimmy I actually love woodwork, like the woodworking angle. Can we go with that? Maybe just to, okay, let's just indulge ourselves here. Scope be damned. Imagine that you have different crafts that you can choose from. And all you know is you want to move to this town and be a craftsperson. And so the beginning of the game is going and find, maybe maybe it's better to already be kind of rooted in this, but maybe it's better if this element is introduced later. Honestly, maybe it's better if this thing that I was thinking of as the core of the game is introduced a little bit into the routine of the game and and it's sort of a um, Doki Doki Literature Club style you really didn't realize what you were signing up for. Because then you could do, you go and find an apprenticeship and the first thing you do, and, and I'm saying, I'm indulging myself because this is a very, you're designing three totally different systems, all of which have to feel good. So that's very high in scope. But you could choose between being a glass blower, which has one set of skills associated with it, that you'd go and do things in town to level up these different these different skills, a woodworker or a blacksmith, something like that. Or even, yeah, yeah, no, blacksmith, that would be cool. Like, even if, I don't know if, I don't know if blacksmiths still exist. They do. They make like jewelry and stuff these days. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's okay if you ever want to ask me about blacksmith. <laughs> Uh, and you would get into the rhythm of whatever occupation this is, but then this option, it's a, it would be a very f- sort of hold triangle to do this. And while you're holding triangle, swirl this stick in this direction to, to you know, blow the air into the thing and then press circle to call home. And, and it would totally, if you do it, so these buttons are popping up and the player's instinct is you do it. And if you do it, it just breaks your concentration entirely and, you know, it cut to a different camera angle you know, messes up this slot of time that you've allotted for this thing. And your character is just sort of, the first time it happens, your character could just sort of be in stunned silence. And the game could ramp up in terms of, you know, the stakes are high for hitting these buttons. But this thought, this intrusive thought of make things work with this person or call home or whatever it is, just keep coming up more and more. And it could even be influenced. It could even be influenced by the thing you were saying of big decisions that other people in your life are making. So if you're going to the coffee shop after work and talking to your friends and they're talking about big decisions they're making, that would make it more likely that this thing is going to come up. I really, really love that. I'm just picturing you're blowing glass, doing all of these things. You hit the button to call home. And then, yeah, the, the glass, you know, breaks and it's just a wide shot from like across the room of your character just looking at that. And then it's floating above your head and you have the option to press it again. And that's the option. That's so good. Okay, that's great. Because part of what I've been struggling with is I think it's pretty, it's easy to imagine a player just doing it because it seems like they're supposed to and then not knowing if they have a choice about it. So that's great because that it's it's really this choice and you know, the player has to to pause for another moment. The only thing I'm really torn on is does this really end the game? I mean, in terms of scoping, it could just be a pretty short game. That might feel weird, though, if if you actually can just go through the whole thing without... I don't know. I really like about Life Sims that they're long because it feels like 
yes, I have limited time in a day, but I have so many days. I think the problem is that a lot of a lot of what life sims are about is the fact that all these little decisions add up to the current state of the game that you're in. So even if the state of the game that you're in can be boiled down to your location and your level or whatever it is quantifiably, you still are aware that I spent this much time with this person and so little time with this other character who I know I could have this fully fledged relationship with. And so cutting the game short feels like a betrayal to the player a little bit. And we have to think about how to handle that. Totally. It could be that it changes the game really drastically. Almost like, I don't want to spoil any games that have really good time skips, but picture your favorite game with a time skip. <laughs> Are you doing it? Sure. Now picture, do you have a favorite game with a time skip? Um, probably. I don't actually. That's what I thought. A lot of games have time skips. I was thinking about Near Replicant because that's the game that I've seen the most recently with a time skip. It's probably not my favorite though. I like that. I was like, I don't want to spoil that any game has a time skip. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Essentially, imagine that you know you can trigger that at any time. Maybe that's the way that we handle this, is that it it could even be a time skip. It could even be you call home, you go home, and then you know that wherever you're at now, oh, oh my God, scope be damned indeed and then next week we'll do some really small little indie whatever thing so people get off our cases but here's what i'm picturing when you do this thing and decide to call home and go home or try and make things work with this person it would play some sort of climactic scene and then play out a year or so with trying to make this other thing work and then coming back here and depending on what kind of bonds you had formed in this city in the first place. And if you spent your time in a way that was balanced and meaningful to the player or whatever, that impacts what the gameplay of the second half of the game is. And it could even be, it could even be that you have the exact same number of days post time skip as you had pre time skip. That's the way that the game works. Does that make sense? So Essentially, if you spend 13 days before finally deciding to cave and press this big button that keeps popping up, there'd be 13 days after this time skip section. That's a really interesting idea. It doesn't have to be handled as a cutscene either. It could be a playable middle section. It could also be that you could get kind of a true ending of if you choose to do this thing after spending this time for genuine self-improvement and putting more time and having more reflection in this city doing things that are reflective meditative things you go and you have success in this other half and then otherwise it could be a loop otherwise it could be a loop what do you mean a loop i take back the thing of it being mirrored because i like that concept but otherwise it could be that message starts popping up again and there's been this time skip and it changes things so it would permanently change your relationships with these people and maybe someone would have left but it wouldn't maybe wouldn't be as drastic as i was making it sound at first where people would have aged and all this stuff it could just be a brief period and you go back and some things have changed and based on what you did before you've kind of changed the world by leaving and coming the, the world the, the 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 world of your character's life by leaving and coming back but that thing starts popping up again And again and again, every single time you leave and come back, that message starts to 
come up again. And it, it could even be that that's sort of a B story that also builds in the same way that all these other stories build every time you call home or try to make things work with this person or whatever it is. That story is also a long form thing that's told every time that's continued every time you try and make this happen or it's off or it's off camera, which is the other option. But every time there's that section and then coming back and then that section and then coming back and it could change. It could change where that message starts to pop up as well. I, I like the idea of this big central thing being very driven by what the player chooses to do. So maybe things that are fresher, that message appears less, but the more you go to a certain place and the more quote unquote mundane or repetitive it becomes, the more the character would start to think about this thing that they left behind. This is also cool with the three professions because it would be cool if you could choose to take on a new profession at any time, which brings all of this novelty to it. But you know, it is sort of, I guess we'd have to think about how to mechanically have it bring its own problems. It's definitely dangerous to just flood yourself with new stuff to, to drown out, you know, other thoughts. Um, right. I'm so scared of the day that we come up with the design where we're like, this is great. And then we look at it and we realize it's a terrible message. <laughs> it's just a horrible moral Drown your sorrows in glass blowing. I think we're fine with that one. Yeah, especially since we got this grant from the Glass Blowers Foundation of America. <laughs> what if the Glass Blowers Foundation of America started a program called Drown Your Sorrows in Glass Blowing? <laughs> what if they listened to this and that inspired them, who, by the way, they don't exist? This is a really good idea. Forget the game. <laughs> the other thing that you could do to make it instead of this kind of endless loop because I, I don't I don't really like when games make it seem like you have these really big decisions you can make and then you realize you can make them as many times as you want. You could have it be that your character doesn't want to go back and do the same thing. And that could be in the form of the professions. So you essentially have two chances? I think you have two... Wait, math. Like you can go back twice, but you can do the thing three times. Yeah, that's right. That's it. <laughs> um, oh my gosh and then the ending could definitely be coming back and realizing there's nothing here for me anymore oh what if okay what if the player can end the game anytime basically the player can choose to go back to the city or they can choose to roll credits when they're not in the city this is and you know what I just love about this idea just adore about this idea I hope I hope Ruth our editor, I don't know if we've mentioned Ruth this episode so far. Our wonderful, amazing, perfect editor, Ruth. Amazing <laughs> editor, Ruth. Amazing. Let's make it sound, let's make it sound like she made it sound like we said all that. Our amazing, wonderful editor, Ruth. No problems with Ruth. <laughs> I hope she kept in me snapping my fingers when you said that, because I had this, like, yes, exactly that thing you're saying moment. And the thing I love about it is that no player will want to do that, is that no player will want to end the game. And so it's an actual show-don't-tell, which is so hard to do. It's an actual show-don't-tell of the kind of grass-is-always-greener message that the game is about. It's so cool to have a moment so late in the game when the player's motivations overlap perfectly with the character's motivations, 
because so often that's that happens if it happens at all it happens really early in a game so it's really cool to put that alignment of orbits so late in the game yeah i hope i think i follow you okay you're saying (laughs) basically i love that the player has the exact same reasons for this being a tough decision that the character does you know like the player is also thinking i really like a lot of stuff about that mundane life and it would be really nice to go back there because it's fun you know um and that's like exactly what the character is thinking and it's i think really unusual to have that moment where the player's motivations for doing something are exactly the same as the characters theoretically at the very end of the game i love you pulling me away from there's nothing here for me anymore edge lord Tyrion <laughs> uh not not actually but like i just i just think that that i think your approach here is so good i think this approach is so good because it's more about the hope that either thing brings and the joy that either thing brings than it is about life getting boring and repetitive I would actually really prefer it not to be the Stardew Valley thing. I love Stardew Valley, but I would prefer this not to be a Stardew Valley thing of life is so boring. I need something totally new. It's more just that we always have to balance the things that we want and there will always be things we like. And sometimes we can choose both. And that's what this game lets us do. Yeah. The the sort of opening I've been picturing for this game is you're at like a diner or a coffee shop or something and you have this group of friends who you're with at this place and are genuinely very close to. And then sort of maybe part of this game is about those people getting lives, you know, like moving away and, and getting jobs and, and that sort of thing. And so that's partially why the decision to leave becomes more appealing over time is there is in some ways less for you in the cities but then i think it's really cool to do the thing that you're saying of you actually can have both and it's it's just work it's just you're just spending time to keep up these relationships with these people you know and that can be a special moment at the beginning when you're all together and whatnot but that doesn't mean that you have to give up at all you know i'm so with you i'm so with you i really like the idea of starting with the ideal form of this life that you have in the game and having that image just be sort of ever present in both the player and the character's mind as what life here is like it might be nice to have a character at the start of the game who's like maybe the character's sibling or something like that and they don't live in either place basically laying the grounds that you can still have these relationships even if the two people aren't on the exact same path and they can start a cool podcast that's such a good idea and the podcast could be called real life jelly (laughs) what i like about the thing that you're proposing is that to me i think what we're trying to achieve with this game is making you think that you're getting into a kind of standard life simulator and and running these days out in the way you might in the actual body of Stardew Valley, the way that you spend your days in something like that, but then disrupting that flow and kind of trying to say real life gets in the way of real life sometimes. And I really like inserting this element of 
it's never black and white that you're suggesting of this this other relationship but just remind and just just making our making our character more three-dimensional in that way and making it clear that it's not a binary of you have your city life and your life back home in the country or whatever i think because the goal of the game is to do a very are you expected this to be a kind of autopiloting life simulator where you go about normal days but then that's totally broken up i really like the concept of it being more complicated than can be described in a single sentence because life is more complicated than can be described in a single sentence. Do you like this idea that the character can come back to the city as many times as there are professions for the character to do? Or or do you think that that plays too much into the theme of running out of things to do to distract themselves? It's a good question. I kind of worry that it paints the character like as a little bit too shallow, you know? I feel like it might be more compelling if it's a character who who can care a lot about one thing, you know? But I do like that it gives this sort of clock to it all. That's what I like about it too. I had the thought that our character could be aware of time passing. That doesn't seem like a great thing to do in a video game or a podcast. So I don't know. I really... I, I do think it's just necessary to put a bit of a timer on this game, but I wouldn't want it to be, I've run out of things to do here. I've, I've, I've run out of social stats to level up in this city, essentially, <laughs> is what it would be. What can I say? Like. I'm maxed out. <laughs> <laughs> Level 99, got perfect stats, got my ultimate weapon. There's nothing left to do here. Um, so it could be, if you go back three times, you reach some ending point in the city and we just have an ending for if you end in the city, you know? Oh, right. Because, oh, right. You were suggesting you can roll credits any time that you're out, that, you, that you've decided to go home or to find this person or whatever. You can choose to roll credits and that's sort of the path your character chooses in some way, which, which I really like. And so with that idea, it would be a sort of alternate ending for if you do just keep coming back. And it could be less, oh, I'm bored of glass blowing. I didn't get to blow my troubles away. And it could be more just, I've really mastered this and I was really excited about learning woodworking and going through that. And then it can still be the the slightly more subtle version of the thing of you do think about going home less when you're doing a new profession. That prompt comes up less at first but it you know it isn't uh quite as explicit as you can only do a new profession right and so then either way either ending is peaceful either ending in the ending in the city because you've mastered all three of these crafts or ending outside of the city wherever you go because that's the that's the path you've chosen either of those is a peaceful ending and neither of them is a dissatisfied i wish i was somewhere else right now Minigame minute? Sure. Uh, this is, Sorry, I'm going to need a second to prep because I have not been thinking about minigames at all. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a lot of the core of the game feels like it's minigames. You have a timer? Uh, sure. Cool. Three, two, one, go. Playing video games with your friends, and the video games are old school arcade style games. Mm. 
Uh, flipping flapjacks for your friends when they come over. Flipping coins and guessing if it's heads or tails. Animal Crossing style. Betting with kids on the street about whether it's heads or tails. That's really good. Uh, if you open all the doors in the neighborhood, you get kicked out permanently and that's a secret hidden ending. <laughs> um, pruning your plants at your apartment. Pruning in the bathtub. Pruning yourself. Getting rid of any excess pieces. Um, <laughs> I think we're, we're at 50 <laughs> seconds. I'm sorry, I'm cutting. This is the first video game minute that ended not because we ran out of time, but because we clearly ran out of ideas. Well, we just reached the final idea. <laughs> we... Right, that's true. That's true. Pruning Mini yourself. Minigame Minute is a creative prompt, you know? And, and so if it works, we can't stop that, you know? It's just a perfect game that comes up with perfect minigames. Absolutely. That's kind of the best game we've designed on this podcast is is uh, you designing minigame minute and dropping it on me out of nowhere in episode three. Yeah. I had that cooked up from the very beginning and I said, no, save it. What else, dear audience, might I be saving for you? Stick around. It was the exact moment that someone decided to stop listening to this show. <laughs> oh, there's going to be more. Do you have anything to add? Macro game hour? No, not to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what game could this be a mini game in? <laughs> this already overscoped life simulator. What, could, what game could this just be like, oh, I'm going to boot up the old arcade machine and play this? <laughs> well, I think that's a good place to call it. I'm very, very happy with this design. I would really want, I think, in, an, in a realized form for this to feel like you know what you're getting into and then you realize it's something different and it's got more important real decisions to make i think that's really true that yeah the like across the room camera angle is is the clearest picture i have in my head of that feeling really out of place with the rest of this in a very cool way yeah just a surreal big moment of questioning everything sprinkled throughout the game I hit my mic so hard. I'm so sorry. No, no, it just sounded like Zeus had gotten angry at us again. <laughs> that happens every recording. This is Bit Game Jelly. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any friends, tell them. <laughs> <laughs> if, you... <laughs> if listener, you happen to have any friends at all, please tell them about the show. It's if we paid one thousand dollars to market our show on Jimmy Fallon's show. If we went on Jimmy Fallon tomorrow and talked about this show, it would do so much less for our brand than you telling one person that you enjoy this show. Is that true? Is that statistically true? I statistically, I've run the numbers. I guess tomorrow when we're yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> please, please. No, no, no. Let's go. Let's finish the episode. <laughs> okay. The thing is. This is how our intros used to sound, so you should be grateful. Yeah, these days you're getting it all throughout the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tyrion Costello. And I'm Keating Shimeri. And this has been Game Jelly. Thanks again for listening. Thank you, everyone. As always, we really appreciate all of you who have been enjoying Game Jelly. 
If you like the show and want a little more content, you can join us on the World Wide Web by checking out at game underscore jelly on Twitter and Instagram, where we share updates and pictures from behind the scenes. Thank you to Dylan Lynch for writing and performing our theme music, which I apologize for talking over right now. And thank you to Ruth Demery for producing the show. We'll be back on Wednesday, February 8th with a brand new game. But until then, stay safe out there and make sure to brush up on your Swedish if you're going to use it for a bit. Bye-bye.